welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. I am so thrilled to share that this episode is brought to you by our friends at Motto. Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfishing, and endless scrolling on the grid for hours. We've all been there. But guess what? No more endless scrolling. Motto sends you daily matches so you can get on and get off. We do the work so you focus on having fun. Get Motto today by going to tinyurl.com slash mottoblocktalk or visit the link in my link tree. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Let's get streaming. The Queens got their TV series writing on all while during the current writer strike, the irony. So who's going straight to series and who is about to be canceled? It's time to talk all things Drag Race, All-Stars 8, and joining me is my favorite star that I go crazy for, Willamania. How are you? I am wonderful. How are you, Michael Block? I'm doing great. Um, I am excited to talk about Drag Race, and I'm excited to have you here, finally! I'm so excited to be here, delighted to be here, honored to be here. I haven't seen you in forever, and I'm just excited to talk about drag. Yes, well, before we begin, let me give my disclaimer, as always, this is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that give an opportunity to go on television and share their crafts, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Exactly. All right, so four episodes in, um, how are you feeling about Drag Race All-Stars 8 so far? Um, It's good. I am being entertained every episode. Um, Love Jimbo. I'm not even know if we're like at favorites yet, but Jimbo is probably at least 75% of the reason me and most people probably tune in. She's great. Yeah. Excellent content. Loves it. Plays the game. It's incredible. Yeah. It's almost like a a masterclass and just just literally going for it. Yes, ending. So Yeah, Jimbo is great television. There's a reason why among Jimbo others, is here again. Jessica Wild. Yes. Um, yes, amazing. Um I think the thing for me that I I think this episode illuminated is I think because you have these girls who may not have always probably gotten an invite for an all-star season, they're playing hard. They want to be there. They're making their time worth it. We're getting good. Heidi. Mm -hmm. Heidi in closet. Mm -hmm. She's not hiding no more. I'm just kidding. Um, I, I think that exactly because, and it's also giving people first out people like a very big second chance, which a lot of people don't get in normal all-stars they're not going to pick someone who went off first except for Vanjie obviously she kind of did join the pork chop club Mm -hmm. of 
of, of first outs, but also infamous first outs. I think she's like probably the most famous. I mean, obviously RuPaul loves her. Whatever was happening at that time, RuPaul was here for her. RuPaul um, loves a meme. And, exactly. And RuPaul's smart. RuPaul's not going to do something that's not going to be a good idea. And right. so... And whether it's that triple or whatever, world of wonder, whatever of wonder, um, enterprises had to do with that. But I still think that people like James, which I'm so excited to see James. I mean, I'm a fan because I'm a new baby queen who doesn't know how to do anything. And it's, I like to see them. Um, but yeah, I am being very entertained and Jessica Wilde, Jimbo, um, Heidi, um, yeah, they're they're all great. Well, um, the Veneno <laughs> lip sync, so absolutely, fun. like a fever dream, like playing in my head at all times. So good. Well, let's talk about that and more. It was a ball. The ball is over. Mrs. Kashadeva is out. Jessica is the winner and got $35,000. She's still got a baby. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? That was a $35,000 lip sync. And I will have to agree. It was. It was. It was. It, it was. it was incredible. Jessica tells the group that the decision was hard, but Mrs. Kasha Davis got the harshest critiques and Darian was fighting to stay. Now, Jessica will misconstrue something that Kasha said as Kasha saying she wanted to go home with her dog and family, but rewind. She said if she did go home, it's okay because she has her dog and family. Two very, very different things. Perhaps it was lost in translation. Perhaps, um, but... Good for good for Miss Kasha Davis because I wish I had a dog and a hot husband to go home Same. to. Me too. But I have a cat and she is so lucky to have <laughs> me. It's true. Now Candy will say she's not shocked as these are fierce ass competitors who want to win. And she believes if you're not fighting for it, move over and make room for the next bitch. What's your take on yeah. that theory? Um I agree. It is a little bit more of the regular drag race energy from mm -hmm. most girls, including Candy Muse. Candy Muse, Heidi, La La La. Yeah. Um, and a few other girls who are still kind of competing at that level versus more of a, I guess, relaxed all-star kind of attitude yeah. um which i know that we were just confused as to like what a regular season is because we just had sasha colby <laughs> <laughs> the allest of stars but like i guess in most all-stars it has been like high drama but it has been just elevated professionalism absolutely i think i, think I agree well so but i still i still agree okay. with move over yeah no i still agree with move over because we're trying to get it we're trying to get the coin absolutely it's time to see what's in the box and darian will count the vote that was very slim four fourth the girls are gagged mm. so one of them was from kasha so candy is like which bitch voted for darian we're gonna find out was jimbo heidi and james and we will hear that it was based on track record 
Yeah, I believe it. That's fair. That's what I would have done in the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, again, it's a game. Darian knows she has to solidify her position in the competition as she now has a lot of pressure walking on thin ice, or as she puts it, a fat kid on a wicker chair. Now, Jessica has a question for the room. Are they happy she won? Well, that was random. Or was it? <laughs> she asked because when she walked in the room and said she won, there were some sour faces on top. Those being Kahana and Heidi. Now, Kahana will admit that she was shocked she won, but it was her moment and says she deserves it. James will say that she really wanted it and was upset she didn't get it, but says she deserves it. Now, Heidi says that she is happy she won, but did she think she was going to win? No, but tells her she did work hard. As Alexa says, these congratulations. Am I right? You're a theater girly. I mean, that. what's the appropriate uh, response when you don't get the role, but your sis did? Dare I say you have to put on a happy face? I, well, it depends. Because what, what was it? Who didn't get the role they wanted? Um, well, for that one, I mean, I think it was, I don't even, I don't even know. Because it was, it was Heidi. Challenge. Heidi didn't, Heidi got the oh, role she yeah, wanted, yeah, but yeah. Um, it was Nisha earlier who didn't get her role. Well, and honestly, you know, if if you're happy someone won something, that's great. And if you're not, then that means you have to look inside yourself that's and see fair. where you went wrong because that's you didn't fair. win. <laughs> now, Heidi is feeling a certain type of way because she hasn't won a challenge and she thinks she's giving the judges what they want. But she has to suck mm-hmm. it up and keep pushing. As the girls get yes. out of the drag, Heidi is questioning what's going on. And she simply says that she's just feeling that they're not seeing her. She will say that she's yeah. contemplating giving up and leaving. Now, Jessica understands it's a competition and they all want what they want to win. But she says, whatever you're going through, deal with it. Jessica is in fight mode. She's an animal in the jungle, ready to pack. And she is going to send everyone home little by little. All right. Let's see if Jessica does it. Okay. Hi. Okay. Yeah. Right, the girls. The... No, go ahead. Yeah. Um. The Heidi's defeated. It was, it was sad. I don't like seeing that, mm-hmm. but it's. I understand where she's at. Where she's like, oh, they're just not seeing what I have to offer, and like she is very talented, but. I just don't think she's she's like shown herself yet, but you know. And it's interesting because there is a big part of the fandom who is like, oh my god, she's robbed. So, I mean, in a way, I, I feel like her watching back, she feels, okay, maybe I am a little justified, which is fine. Yeah. The Rob, we love a Rob fandom. We, we love, sure we love them because they have good reason. But mm-hmm. I don't think she was robbed. Um, she did a good job, but I think the people who won, won. All right, that's fair. All right, the girls sing their episode one song as a theatrical rendition. And I kind of forgot about um, that group challenge from episode one oops really wasn't that impressive well that's when they had the two different songs yeah nothing will ever top bde so yeah of course definitely not heidi is determined to get her first win and slay these hoes she says she wants to get these girls with the hymen honey Um, excuse me what she goes on to say you know in sports when they hit them the hymen Darling, the word you're looking for is Heisman. Very, very, very different from Hyman. 
yet another uh, RuPaul uh, Heidi and Closet rename, Heidi mm-hmm. Hyben. Heidi will throw the dress on the table exclaiming justice for Kasha. And I agree. I love Mrs. Kasha Davis. I wish she was still around, but Lala will say it felt good not being the worst look, but remember she did come out looking like a diarrhea candy apple. So there is that. This I hate. It was terrible. This I hate. (laughs) No, because these girls are. I I can't believe it. (laughs) Kooky. Jimbo is going to make it rain green. And by green, she's going to just throw lettuce at people. Um, I really think that was fake lettuce, right? It was not real. Yeah, definitely. It was giving, it was lettuce illusion for sure. Um, also, James is wearing that harness again. Listen, no king shaming in this house, but I think the girl is trying to get a message out there to the fans, and it's working. Listen, I am obsessed with James. Boy James and Mansfield James. I am obsessed with yeah. it. I love, I love it. And wear it. Yeah. Wear it out. The alarm blares. It's time for Rue's message about watching things. What's your favorite thing to watch? Um, well, I just rewatched because I have nothing else to do. Um, how to get away with murder. And Ooh. Uh, I mean, the drama, Viola Davis, the purse, the walk, the hair. It's incredible. Could you get away with murder? I just love it. I don't know. We'll have to find out. <laughs> Rue arrives in a leopard print smoking jacket and she's looking like a pimp because there are a lot of hoes up in there. Um, I was for it. Rue tells them that we are living in the new golden age of television in a time for stretching boundaries and probing new subject matter. But when it comes to stretching and probing, nobody does it better than a drag better queen. Better than a drag queen. Fact or fiction? Uh, fact. I mean, for sure. Uh, <laughs> like... D- again no one does it better than a drag queen disney has still yet to learn that they need to hire they need to use their money wisely and if there's one thing about a drag queen they will use their money wisely because they you know you know you just know better but disney uh rich people who can't who don't have any taste those eyebrows are not the same we all know what i'm talking about it's true I haven't seen it uh, yet, but you know. me either. I, I I have to go see Guardians first, and then I'll go see Little Mermaid. Oh, uh, okay. I'm going to see. I think I'm going to go see it next week. I'm on vacation in Florida. <laughs> Jesus, All right. Why am I going there? For this week's Maxi Challenge, they have to make trailers for a sickening scripted series starring them. They can choose any genre: sitcom, soap, sci-fi. It just has to be must she TV. Um, all right, so you already mentioned that you just finished How to Get Away with Murder. Any other television or streaming series you want to tell the kids to watch? Um, what did I just watch? Thinking. Um, I mean, there's a new season of Golden Girls. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, new season of Golden Girls with the ghosts. I've been putting on um, a lot of like old series to like mm-hmm. rewatch passively rewatch because I've been crocheting and I need a passive yeah watch so I've been watching a lot of just reruns of old stuff because I'm such a boring grandma but um anything like right now 
just watching like murder mysteries on Netflix. Well, if you like murder mysteries, uh, watch Poker Face on Peacock. Natasha Leone, A plus, so good. Okay, I will. Um, it's very, very reminiscent of eighties and nineties, like murder she wrote style. Um, Okay, very, very good. I am obsessed with that. Um, I also watched Shrinking. I thought Shrinking was excellent writing. Very, very good. I heard about that. What is that on? It's on Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. That's right. I'm trying to catch up on Schmigadoon because I love season two uh-huh. is brilliant because that's my favorite generation of musicals and we parody some of the good shit. Yeah, it's it's really good and they're doing the most the mm-hmm. pirouette gag. That got me. Yeah, got me. there's some very. There's some good, 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 good um, references, I will say. Before they get started, Rue wants them to say hello to some true television pioneers. And that segue leads to the pit crew arriving. And I'm like, what? Sexy men in Speedos? What makes them pioneers? If that's the case, Willa, you're a pioneer. <gasps> oh, see, I was with you. And then you dragged me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, We've yeah, all seen them. Like- We've all seen them. Funny story. I was in, okay. That's only because I was literally, okay. I have a thing where people are like another day in the office and it's, you're literally not in an office, you know? (laughs) And, And it's a picture of them at the beach. And I'm like, guys, you can't do that because that's office shaming people who work in offices and we are not those people. Um, so unless there's a, plug nearby you can't say that but um I was making the best of you know being locked in a dungeon crew cabin with a roommate doing cats for about 80 percent of the time so 20 percent of the time it appeared that I was on a fabulous paradise vacation which it really wasn't that's fair that's fair but to ran- you know, we don't have to go to work to randomly divide themselves into three teams they need to grab a balloon and pop it against the pit crew the confetti the confetti in the balloon will determine what team they are on um now i gotta ask what would be your method to pop listen whatever it takes i would pro- i was i was going where kind of jimbo was going but you know for tv safety, safety. Right, right. I would at least need goggles. Um, but that was hilarious. It was cracking me up. Heidi falling. Bruno was like attacking. He, yeah, these let, girls. Let, let's go through some of these. Um, first up is Lala, and she will receive because she, as she points to Bruno, um, because look at him. She tells him to go slow, and he will be very gentle at first, and then pop. Um, and she enjoyed it. She's on Team Green. Kahana will receive, as she says, she's never done this before, getting on the stool ass out, mm-hmm, girl. And Bryce will be like, uh, this is the definition of gay for pay. And he will really give it to Kahana. And yeah, intense. She's on Team Green. We have Candy, who says she usually gives, but for Bruno, she's going to receive. How bold. Uh, Bruno will give her a knee to the ass and pop that balloon. And he's on purple. Darian says like Christmas she feels it's better to give than receive so she will attempt to give it to Bryce and well the no boyfriend thing must be real because she did not get that balloon to pop until at least the second try 
Um, and she blew all over the place. And guess what? She's on Team See? Blue. Idea's up. And she came there for new experiences. So she is going to receive, which checks out. I know the kind of fellas she likes. And yeah, she and I are in competition for sure. Um, she gives the balloon to Bruno, who gives it to her so hard she does fall over. Um, some good Christian woman she is. She's on Team Green. Jessica wants to receive as Bruno has to brace her on one side and Bryce pops on the other side. She's on Team Oh my Bruno. God. Jessica. Now James says she is startled by loud noises, so asks Bruno to hold her by the throat, the face that that man made. Utterly horrified. <laughs> but again, no you could just hold me by my throat, please. Um, we like things a little dangerous. Now James will put her gray bandana in her mouth like a gag, and I'm like, wait, that's Willa's idea if she was on the show. Darian compares this to when she saw a great Dane hump a chihuahua, and Pop goes the balloon. She's on Team Blue. Uh, James is just really leaning into it and she's loving it and exactly there's no editing around it <laughs> exactly another oh. reason why I think this is the best platform for it to be on right now not that I'm Absolutely. shaming at all because I'm like literally the amount of stuff that we have had to put up with exactly it's true Alexis right. is up it's and like... she is a blouse and lets Bryce have it in one pop she is on team blue and finally, we have Jimbo who puts the balloon in their mouth and Rue is like, that's not an option. HR says no. So Jimbo asks if she can be punched in the back of the head. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, again, don't let the conservatives see this episode or they will think we are in fact dirty deviants if the shoe fits. Exactly. Bruno will slam into Jimbo and it's purple and then Jimbo will eat the confetti and I'm like, ew, Jesus, gross. Ew, Jesus, gross. Here are our teams. We have Heidi, Lala, Kahana, Darian, James, and Alexis, Candy, Jessica, and Jimbo. What did you think of these teams? Obviously, they were we were told they were, in fact, randomly <laughs> divided, but um, interesting how they played out. Yeah, they, they kind of played out like everyone is with, like, the, um, the, they were all in the teams that I would have picked but yeah. if it was really random then shocked shocked but i think they all went into like they were all slotted correctly yeah now rue tells them they will be shooting their trailer with the help of emmy award winner michelle Vistage. um shocker she's <laughs> sure. helping out again i i'm obsessed do you think I'm she gets paid to when... do these extra bits or is oh well it, or they can't find anyone a... else if she's getting into drag, she's getting paid. That's true. That's true. Ma'am, Michelle, the the limit does not exist. It the limit does not exist with Michelle Mirage. <laughs> oh, and they're going to have to create key art for their series. Marketing, darling. And I can't wait to talk about that product plug. I didn't even see. Yeah. And they were like using like a thing. It was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, now, before we find out what ideas the girls have for their series, TV series, if you were on the show, what would you pitch for this challenge? I would pitch, uh, I mean, I don't know. I loved what Darian was going for. And if I was in Darian's group, I would have just been like, you know what? You are funny. You, like, 
I don't think I will have a better idea than Darian, but I think yeah. I would be very susceptible to what Darian is going to want to do and offer because, and same with James. I think James is great in the challenge, just my opinion, but I would have done something like that or maybe, maybe if we did like a, I, I was thinking of like a spoof or a parody, like a dance mom parody of like mm-hmm. Abby Lee. I but I don't know if it's like, I don't know if that's stale. It's interesting because usually when we have a challenge like this, there are some parameters. They're they're told like, okay, um, here right. you have, like, have to do sci-fi, you have to do comedy. They right. were said they said you do whatever you want, and I they almost said, wonder if that set them up to fail. Is that better or if it's worse? Yeah, it it would be fine for certain people. Right. But I guess it's all stars. So they expect them to be at their full, full capacity doing the best possible. The Queens are going to take their place at the table to start brainstorming their trailers. And Darian asks what the team should do. And James says that they can go in many directions. They just have to narrow down an idea that they can agree on. James thinks it's a little awkward being in a group with Darian since she just voted for her twice. She doesn't know where her head is at, so if she doesn't bring it up, she's not going to bring it up either. Darian has an idea that would be fun. She pitches the show Lost and said, what if the others were dead celebrities? Interesting. The pitch is they fake their deaths and they want to live on this island and they can't, or they if they can't live in the real world, um they'll know that they're still alive and Darian knows a lot is riding on this because she has to stand out and prove that she is a force in the competition okay lost um did you watch lost in real time not in real time i did well i fucking screamed at that final episode because of how they had the the okay credit i i did yeah i didn't watch from season from the very beginning but i did watch enough to where I was caught up to the last season or the season before or something and I was still shocked even though I didn't really follow the show yeah um Alexis has a concern she thinks it might be a little complicated and worries about getting the idea across quickly James says that lost idea has some legs and believes they can do it in a conceivable amount of time now, Alexis doesn't love the idea, but she trusts Darian and James because they both can bring the comedy, so she's going to run with it. Dare I say she was complicit in this planning. Let's move on to Team Kahana and friends. Lala is thinking an idea of a horror, scary comedy situation, and I'm like, okay, so far, so good. Let's go with it. She says, what if they're in a hair salon and the killer is on the loose? But Kana asks the important question. They are all Black. Who's going to die first? The rules of horror, the slot, the minority go first. And they're all, all of them. Mm-hmm. Now, if you were in a horror film, would you be the final girl? Well, I would like to think I would be, but I don't think I would be the final girl. I mean, you'd be the killer, wouldn't you? Maybe. <laughs> Now Listen, Heidi a girl's says, gonna do what a girl's gonna have to do. That's true. Heidi says the key to acting this challenge is to one, always be funny, and two, the concept has to be clear. Make it make sense and make it funny. That's all you gotta do. So Heidi has an idea. It's about a queen being almost kidnapped by two idiots who can't quite get her manly hands on her because they're stupid. Which is like, wait, that was my idea starring Willamania. 
So they all seem to like it. So who wants to be the kidnapped queen, as Lala said, because she's just adding an ED to all these words. Kahana says that'll be fun for her. And me thinks she's played that role before. Again, no kink shaming on this podcast. Heidi and Lala will be the bumbling fools because typecasting. So Kahana will say to get out of being captured, she takes off her tucking panties and make them smell it. And this is when it took a turn. Um, Is that how you would escape your captor? I don't think it will be that easy, but you never know. Uh, Many people have been known to escape through a distracting tap dance, but I don't know. You know, one of those like old timey, maybe I would have done like an old timey, like, yeah, you see here, Mm -hmm. but like not gangster, but like drag gangsters. Okay, I can can see it. There it is. Kahana's character is a sickening, beautiful queen, but she knows she can't just rely on how gorgeous she is. She needs to deliver comedy. It's like she's talking about you, being beautiful and delivering comedy. Let's visit our final team, who is doing a horror thriller moment. Candy feels really good because Jimbo and Jessica have wins and they are two of the funniest bitches in the competition. She thinks it's going to be chaos, but she meant it in a good way, but really she has no idea what she just projected onto the group. Jimbo will propose that it's three girls in high school, two besties and one girl who really wants to be with the group and they basically torture her. So she gets crazy and kills them and Jessica's like, oh, so Carrie, when she gets mad and kills everyone in the end. So there's the inspo. Not a bad thing, right? No, I think it, I think these were these were all good. Um, obviously, I think the one with Jimbo is the better one. Yeah, but because of certain people in that group, I was nervous about how it was going to come across. Right. Candy doesn't think that it's a good idea because it's a spoof and thinks the judges will question them as to why they didn't come up with their own original idea. Jimbo says that using the spoof, they know their beats and in a short amount of time, can't and in a short amount of time, and Candy thinks that they will react better to her original idea than spoof. So Candy will come up with an idea about making one of the pit crew members the killer. And Jimbo says one of them has to be the killer as they are the ones in it and have to do the acting. Candy will push back and say she had a pit crew in her scene on season 13, but Jimbo doesn't want to give a key role to them as they are not competing. Where do you fall in this argument? I agree. They are not competing. So it would kind of be like, you know, what's the point? I get that Candy has, you know, pit crew members have been in these things and i'm not saying they couldn't possibly play a character but i'm just saying it's better for the people in the group to play it also it was going to be jimbo's role so jimbo knows she's doing and also jimbo knows what she's doing but like you know again let the more qualified queens just give the better idea I mean, the reality is Jimbo already has a WoW Presents Plus series. Oh, yeah. Wait, I haven't watched it. No, I don't think a lot of people did. Uh, but she's, she's got a series. All right. Uh, remember Candy saying it would be chaotic? Uh, here it is. This is coming. 
Yeah, and Jimbo are going in hard as they try to come up with a story. And Jimbo thinks they have to worry less about making it make sense and more about the punchy visuals. Candy is like, no, it has to make sense. And Jimbo says, Drag Race doesn't make sense. And I think that was the truest thing that has ever been said on Drag Race. Literally, that's the thing. Lean, that's Jimbo is leaning into that. She is in a character the entire time. Not to say that she's not being authentic because they, that is Jimbo. And there's a way to do that authentically. Um, RuPaul's always in the character. Right. You know. I mean, so. as Jimbo says, Mama Ru is like, who fucking cares? I want to laugh. Now, Jimbo will go into confessional, do an impression of Candy and her nose, and cue the montage. Um, dare I say, Candy is the television cock blocker. They'll continue to go around in circles as this dream team is actually a nightmare. And based on the three scenarios, not yet necessarily outcomes. Which series would you want to be cast as a regular on? The the Scream Queens, the Scream yeah. Queens one, the Carrie one, but they would have to have a musical episode. Of course, obvious. And they would have to be able to afford me. Huh? It's time to visit Michelle on set as the Queens shoot their trailers. First up, it is Team Nightmare, aka Jessica, Jimbo, and Candy. Now, Candy knows that Michelle will not hold back with them. And baby, you're right. She will ask what kind of show it is. And they tell her a comedic high school horror. And she's like, oh, so Ryan Murphy. Almost as gay. Are you a fan of Ryan Murphy television series? It's getting a little like, uh, like wrong dry. Yeah, it's heavy handed. Yeah. And he was, he obviously did believe. Mm-hmm. He sure did. That was his first like big thing. I don't really know if I even thought of Ryan Murphy before Glee. Did so he actually did Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck was his like first, That's first, right. first show, but it was not That's heavy handed. Right. It wasn't like, here's my beliefs on life and society, and here's what you're going to think as well. Right. But it was on Showtime. So it was like exactly elevated thing. So exactly. I do like Glee was elevated regardless what anyone will say that show was crazy um did you watch the glee documentary about i haven't yet i it's on my to-do list oh my goodness because you're watching it even when i was watching it when it was airing you're like this is crazy like what they're doing every week to produce this Mm -hmm. giant spectacle insane were you the rachel berry of high school no, definitely not. Um, I was bullied by the Rachel Berry of my high school because I went to a performing arts high school. So it was like, there was a bully. I mean, I escaped the racist homophobic bullies in mm-hmm. my hometown of Frankfurt. But then I went to like big city, like part hungry Broadway hopefuls. Um, and yeah, there were some, there were some bullies, but I was just like the new gay kid. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So Jimbo says they had difficulty writing the sketches. There were too many cooks in the kitchen, but they can all agree on that. They're just a little bit naughty and ready to have a good time. So Candy will start out with a scene where she will be making out with her boy. But before she can begin, Michelle wants to know how, um, what the hand be doing. She's just gay. Same. 
She wants to fake out with Bryce as Michelle instructs them how to make out without actually doing it because HR is not ready for it. And Michelle will note the backpack is so hot. And I'm like, I don't think I ever made out with anybody with a backpack on. That's kind of awkward. Yeah, I mean, us as queer people, um, making out in public is uh, where trauma comes from. I don't know if exactly. people can relate. Um, but it, yeah, that was a little strange. But also 13 Reasons, whatever, mm-hmm. all of the school shows. We move on to our next scene where Jessica is ready for Bruno in the bathtub before she gets killed by Jimbo. But the problem here is that bottle that Jessica has as a prop. Well, Michelle has to check in to ask if they're allowed to even have Jessica stick the bottle underneath the dress. I mean, listen, the After Hours Drag Race programming on WoW Presents X, aka Only Race Chaser fans. Only Race Chaser fans? Is that a real thing? No, it should be. Oh. Um, but while I mean, presents listen, X, anyone will do anything. While presents X after this episode, it's possible. Anus thing is possible. <laughs> we move on to our next scene where Jessica once again is the naughty girl as she goes down on Bruno in front of the lockers. Michelle feels like she's watching a porn, and I'm like, lady, you need to know more about what the gays do in the wild. This is tame. Bingo. Um, I bet she she's not seen Twitter. gay Twitter. I guess she hasn't either. Now, off on the side, as and... Michelle is blushing, Jimbo will tell Bruno to make a face that maybe Jessica is hurting him and using teeth. Um, again, I'm so glad I didn't watch this with my mom. I mean, yeah, sometimes... Like, I get it, but also, uh, like, make it funny. Make it funny. Exactly. Um, again, new scene. Candy will say, get off me. You're on my dick. And we get a sound effect. And Michelle, once again, wishing she got the day off from working with these cuckoos. Candy didn't realize how raunchy they were. And if they are taking it too far from Michelle, they might actually be in trouble. Now it's time for the big reveal. Jimbo will ask Michelle about plucking the lip sync off of Candy's body. And Michelle's like, I don't know if I'd pull it out of her asshole. To which Jimbo goes to the other side. And Michelle's like, not her vagina, Jimbo. Friends, just remember, if this was on MTV, all of this would have been bleeped out. Yeah, literally. And um, and blurred. Mm-hmm. Michelle seemed embarrassed, but Jimbo reminds us that it's about taking chances and going too far as drag is not comfortable all the time. She says it's good to push the boundaries. And I was like, you know what? The way she puts that, yeah, you're kind of right. I'm, I'm here for that explanation. Exactly. Drag race is seen as a, like, corporate franchise are those the right words i'm just trying to sound smart to like be super massive and obviously if it's on you know we're in this whole thing of drag is not safe for children and all of this stuff right now that's crazy and it's like no girl the nazis with the rifles outside of my drag brunch Mm -hmm. on a on a sunday girl tell me on Sunday it's like that's what's not safe like you see a drag brunch with people with guns and you're like that's what's not safe right however adult things need to be where adults can get them I mean excess whatever but that's the thing people see drag race as being a very comfortable and like washed version of drag in general um but i think it is it is necessary and it's palatable and it's putting it 
mass producing it to where a lot of people have access, which I think is great. What I'm never going to complain about drag being on TV. Absolutely. Now, would you dare go as naughty as these three went, or are you just a good, sweet, innocent virgin? Well, I'm not that innocent. Um, <laughs> and I'm definitely not a virgin. Um, and I definitely can't drive. Um, but <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I love the humor, but like, it doesn't really fit into like, Willamania, I mean, yeah, anything will fit. But you do you know what I mean? Like the, I love the comedy, but I don't know if if that's my area. That's fair. I think I get really close to it. I like that. I appreciate it. Next up is Kahanis and his and her gorgeous sisters. And by gorgeous, well, it looks like some infants at their first time at Drag Wars Monday Night at Pieces. We learn <laughs> not you, no. We learn that the name of their show is called Run Queen Run. Scene one begins, and Heidi and Lala have these voices that Michelle can't even contain her laughter. Um, they are out of their damn minds, and Michelle just wants to know why Lala has a fat Albert voice. <laughs> now, if the first team was too naughty, this one was way too dumb. We see Heidi trying to get Lala to touch her saliva fingers. Michelle says she is nasty, and as Lala slaps her hand away, she touched it, and she was not happy about getting the saliva on her fingers. Kahana knows that her teammates are going balls to the wall, and the comedy is shining through, so she needs to make sure she's as funny as them. Our next scene has Heidi and Lala tied up with what I believe are, fa- are, are in fact panties, but they're doing one of my biggest theatrical pet peeves, and if you've ever read any of my reviews... Um, when you see an actor tied up, but you know they can clearly get out of it, or they're pretending that their hands are tied, but they're clearly not. But to be fair, these two are supposed to be dumb, so it kind of works for the scene. Right. I mean, again, they were they were coming up with anything, so yeah. I I just was laughing. Now Kahana will try her line, and Michelle will tell her to do it one more time, and then bring it back. If it goes too far. Kahana's getting flashbacks to her failed season 11 acting challenge. Um, remember Opalence? You own everything. Who doesn't? Uh, again, it's all the meme. I think Mercedes did worse than the challenge, but Kahana didn't make up the she meme. Got, she got it. She did. Now our final team reveals that their show is called <laughs> Get Off Island. <laughs> Michelle says it's a place she'd like to visit. Um, would you like to visit Get Off Island? They didn't really sell it to me. Yeah. So these girls say Wait, it's about get three off girls. Island? Yeah. I thought that was Fire Island. Sorry, I didn't. Um, <laughs> fair, fair. Get me right. off. <laughs> they say it's about three girls getting shipwrecked on an island and find out some mystery celeb- secrets that are there. Um, the people on the island are dead celebrities who want their secret to remain a secret. Michelle will call it Lost Meets Death Becomes Her, and I can't wait for Death Becomes Her to officially become a Broadway musical one day. It's going to be great when it happens. When also Scherzinger finishes her run in Sunset, Sunset Boulevard. Boulevard. Oh, yeah. Um, also, why it's does Alexis just look like Spanky Jackson as a lifeguard? Wait, who is Spanky Jackson? The winner of Drag Race Down Under 2. I only watched Down Under One. That's okay. That's okay. It's hard for me to reach out to all of the franchises 
I used to be really good at them. I was like, I'm going to eat this up. And then. That's why I watch it for everybody. I got a little full. And we thank you for your service, Michael Block. You're welcome. welcome. When I first heard about your podcast, I thought it was about Stephanie J. Block talk. Um, Listen. But which we probably could have a few episodes on her. I'm sure we could. I'm sure she would come on. She's but she, she, she's she's a little busy. She's touring. She's busy with her husband. Uh, mm-hmm. Listen, you know what? Um, that's probably the best way to tour. You have your spouse. You get to do what you love in a great show. Not a bad gig. I did see them. I saw I saw them um, in New York. Mm-hmm. Right after Sarah Bareilles left, but it was so good. Yeah, she's she's very talented, a very talented woman. All right, Darian thinks that their fantasy thriller has so many twists and turns that it's an opportunity to do something unexpected. We're going to start with the first scene on the booze cruise, and Alexis will say a line about raising the masthead, to which Michelle's like it should be masked. Now, we know what the joke was supposed to be that Alexis was going for, but alas, it's not necessarily the lingo. She just loves head. Not going to lie, masthead was funnier. Right. It was funnier, and I was like, Michelle, mm-hmm. these are the jokes. Um, next, we see Darian and James doing physical comedy, and we live for physical comedy. I love physical comedy. Also, let's yeah. see if you got this reference. Why does James look like Eve 6000? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, friends, that's Canada sure. Drag Race Season 2. Uh, James is told not to garble her lines and enunciate, and she goes again, and there's no difference. Michelle is very stoic and compares it and, and is compared to um, when a coma victim coughs, which I don't think I've ever witnessed in my life, but okay. Yeah. Um, so she was like really cold to Alexis, Darian, and James. She was. Like this entire time. I was like, dang, Michelle, like, why are you so mad at them? Yeah. It's time for a costume change where we have Alexis as Agnes Moorhead, which I am sure every Gen Zer watching the show is like, who? And James turns to Marilyn Monroe in the closest look that they could find in that room. I don't know why she didn't ask Jimbo for her Marilyn look. Honestly, queens helping queens. And this is all stars. So it's not. It was used already, so there's no problem. It's not like it's wow, look at right, it. Right, exactly, exactly. And but I just don't think Jimbo has had that connection or interaction with American fans. No. Um, and this is all the time we have from this team. It's the shortest we had of all three teams, which is very telling. But we'll get to it. Mm-hmm. James doesn't know how to feel because of Michelle's frozen face, but thinks maybe she just got Botox. Um, I mean, honey, it's fresh it's fresh i i feel like i need to get botox i just saw a picture of me that i have to send for a casting submission for big brother um and i'm like oh we are getting a little wrinkly aren't we listen it happens to all of us everyone gets wrinkled everyone ages i've had botox like one and a half times and the halftime was when I had it, but then I got my COVID vaccine and threw up everywhere. But at least I looked hot. Yeah. I mean, you still but look great. You still look like you're in your 22. It's it's what some good country fresh air does. The, there it is. The slowness of life until I get back to the harshness of the city <laughs> and get run over by a train. Can't wait. That's true. 
All right, the queen walk into the in their into the workroom as their groups as they are about to see ass everywhere. The runway is ass the world turns, but more on that soon. <laughs> now the queens are going to now use Canva to work on their posters. Look at that product placement. Now I use Canva. I, I love Canva. it. Um, Canva, if you want to sponsor the podcast, you're more than welcome. But I'm going to say, watching them do this, it was not the ticket. I might be like a very basic poster creator. But like, I know I could have done better. Um, Why do they force them to do this? Just because Canva was their sponsor? Right. And those those girls were like, it was not cute. Like, I wouldn't have been any better, but it's one of those things where someone's probably like, okay, just like start to try to do something on here. And they're like, I gotta do something else. Yeah. Whatever. We'll discuss if they think any of the groups are in trouble as they contemplate how they will be judged. Teams are individually. Heidi points out if one of them is at the bottom, they would save each other. That's the fair thing to do, right? Right. Darian and her teammates think filming went great as she says that they took any sort of cues that they were given and any notes that were taken. Of course, Michelle's poker face is brought up again, and that scares Michelle, uh, Alexis. She didn't express any outright concern, but she didn't see any laughter from her, so she's nervous. Now, as the queens put on makeup, Candy is ready to stir the pot. She will say to Jimbo that she heard that the girls think she's big competition. She thinks if Jimbo were to ever land in the bottom, they would get rid of her. That's Jimbo's worst fear. So she asked Candy if she feels the same about herself, and she says honestly, yes. Candy thinks the girls are willing to get rid of their biggest competition. Isn't this what Candy proposed and did like multiple weeks now? Like, isn't she the one who continues to push this theory? This agenda, the gay agenda, the gay drag agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's just, you know, that's how some girls are. Some girls are just like, I'm looking out for myself. And, you know, there's been a history of eliminating the strong competitors. It's true. Janela, who's on? Um, you know, and some girls just wanna want to win. It's true. Anyway, Candy says that if one of them ends at the bottom, they have to protect each other. And Jessica says that this team was meant to happen. Jim will ask Alexis how her team was, and she says they worked well together. Candy wants to know if there was anyone weak on her team, and fucking Alexis took the bait. She knew that Candy was setting her up, but she will still respond with, it was hard to say, but it wasn't her. Candy will ask if James, if, she, if it was James, as she thinks she's coasted by so far. No, Candy. Literally talking about her behind her back. <laughs> Literally. Candy says, call her an influencer. She doesn't think she controls the girls, but she influences them. She plants seeds here and there to keep the eyes off of her. It's working. It is. It is. And like, listen, someone someone has to stir the pot. And, um, and Candy's back room. Yeah. Lala is feeling good as she told herself to have fun every chance she gets. That's how Heidi said she wanted to come in there too. Well, here comes influencer Candy who will ask Heidi how she's feeling now as she was over it last week. Heidi will not take too keen to this question. She will say that in the moment of time, there were a lot of emotions and frustrations and they all get fluttered sometimes. It's natural human reaction. All it takes is some sleep and recalibration. 
Hiding confessional though tells us that she is flustered by Candy because she is in this alliance with Jimbo and Candy as they are supposed to be watching each other's backs. But Candy is bringing up her struggles in front of everyone and thinks that puts a target on her. Now, do you think Candy was trying to just ask an innocent question or do you think Candy knows how to make a TV moment and she was hoping to create one? Is this a sign of a good alliance member? Gee, I wonder which one. Um, Not if that's the alliance you are also in. Yeah. Um, Yeah, Candy's definitely stirring the pot and Heidi is just not having it. And we all know that Drag Race is filmed, you know, in a secluded whatever place that they're in and it's for however long. And, you know, everyone goes into everything with a certain kind of attitude. And Heidi was just like not having it. You know, we all have those days at work. This is at the end of the day, like work for them. This is just their job. And it's like not many people go to their job and have to be careful about what they do and say on live television. It's true. Not live, I mean, but... And again, like you have no control of communicating with the outside world. You don't have your comfort people there. I mean, let's be real. Right. If you really wanted to communicate with the outside world, I've heard of a tactic recently of um, a secluded queen communicating with their loved ones, but that's for a different podcast. Well, and that's what I also wondered about all stars versus regular. Like, is it less seclusion or like they can't like keep all i'm gonna say is apparently you can watch some streaming services that other people might have access to and you can send some coded messages um so i've heard like blink twice if you're if you're in trouble literally now heidi thinks the girls are vipers and are looking for a reason to send a girl home she tells the room that just because she had a moment being upset doesn't take away what she brings to the table and she is a nice person to everyone in there if they want to make even if they want to make other girls bad look bad now heidi has the claws out she has time she's ready to play the game spill the tea heidi will allude to having tea from behind the scenes and filling it she says to us that candy confided with her outside the workroom and some of the things she said aren't the type of things that would fly if everyone knew about it she says there were off-camera things that were said as she watches candy and jimbo kiki together and heidi says a lot of the girls will hate each other if she says what she needs to say heidi has tea that will burn this competition down and make it go from best friend race to enemy race real fast she will just have to stick around for it to come out because north carolina don't play now we know that drama is always inside the workroom and the show likes to be able to keep a handle on it obviously stuff that was said off camera rarely gets its moment on screen unless a contestant says something about it on camera and it will become a point of plot later on watching this in this moment do you think this was all a symptom of the pressure of the game probably probably um this is episode four. So they've probably yeah. been there for at least two weeks. Right. I would say three. But yeah, I mean, I'm sure, you know, this is the, they've already put a lot of work out, you know, that they've had to come with and they've prepared and they've done on the show and they've everything. So I think she was frustrated. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like if she were to do it all over again, I think she might have kept those inside thoughts inside. But hey, it happened. She might have, but yeah, and then in the moment, I'm sure she's looking back now, being like, "Girl, yeah." Let's head to the main stage again. You know, make the TV and let's you know let's see where it goes. Mama Ru is giving us a classic silhouette with a rocker edge. I approve. Very cute. Very sexy. This week. We have our panel. You take the good, you take the bad, the bad, you take them both, and there you have Michelle Visage. Come on, Facts of Life. Are you a fan of the Facts of Life? We, I love Facts of Life. Tootie girl, tootie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would be a Blair, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> um, who could turn the world on with her smile? It's T.S. Madison. Also, I cannot wait to watch the Mary Tyler Moore documentary on Max. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, that's right. I was listening. Um, I was listening to NPR about it. Um, I love Mary Tyler Moore so much. That show helped me when I had my back issue. I watched the entire series every night. Oh my god, such good television. Oh my gosh. I I literally need to watch it. I've only seen like very few numbers and clips from it, but it's, it's- so funny. Um, and it's a great cast. <clears throat> where where is it? Uh, Hulu. It's on Hulu. Okay. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I always see it, but I go to Will and Grace or Golden Girls. And then there's Maud. The way I cackled. It's Maud Apatow. Um, Are you a fan of Maud or Maud Apatow? Um, Yes. What was she in again? Euphoria. Um, Yes. I have seen Euphoria season one most of the two really long episodes in a diner and then most of the fourth one i think i got a little lost on like the storyline and i don't even know who bought uh, so she is great which one is she in the show she's the sister of um the blonde right 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 right, right. the one who like is smart Mm-hmm, right. Uh, have you seen the television show Maud? Do you know what the show Maud is? No. B. Arthur. Oh my! It's the spinoff God. from All in the Family. Yes, I haven't seen it. Uh, so the the reference, and then there's Maud is a reference to the theme song. Um, very funny. Oh, see, that's the thing is that educating the children go a little bit too far, and I'm like, okay. Okay. I'll send you the theme song. It's really good. Um, Even Family Guy does a parody of the theme song. And see, I, yeah. I'm not a Family Guy fan, but I love parodies of the things I like on Family Guy. Exactly. I love the parodies they do. I kind of would just watch only those because the rest of it. That's literally all I watch. I watch the Starlet Express parody. I watch the Shapoopy, um, Bag of Weed. Great stuff. Good stuff. All right, we're going to discuss the TV show trailers and then discuss their runways. So we will start with Get Off Island. Um, I mean, we start off with the voiceover by Alexis saying, coming all over your screen. So we knew where this was heading. I think the girls all playing varieties of dumb was a hard sell um, because there's no one to ground the scene. Right. I think it was James. And and she was still dumb. She was the closest right. to smart, but even so. Right. Now, 
our first clue to the secret of the island are the diamonds. And I think the jokes were not on point enough. I think dumbing it down, dumbing down the Maryland reference and then alluding more into Maryland would have been a little funnier because um, I think they thought their audience was a little smarter than they were. But that being said, Darian's dumb punchline, like the President Obama, very well done. Yeah. With any other yeah. track record, Darian's performance was safe. Now, the voiceover with the dead celebrities maybe was me. They were not as obvious as I think they all thought they were. I got Elvis. I didn't get anyone else. Yeah. I mean, I did get James. Um, I didn't get Alexis. Yeah. Sorry, girl. Um, now James, I call her Michelle too all the time. Is, Not it's, as in Obama, just Michelle. <laughs> oh, that's Michelle. James's Marilyn was good. Alexis says Agnes Moorhead was good, but not great. Nothing was great about this. The concepts could have been funny, but they just didn't have enough time to get the comedy as well as the concept in there. True, and I think that's where they struggled. On they would have been better off being given a prompt versus. I agree. Go. Especially in like, what, two days? That's just too fast. Exactly. All right, next up is Best Friends for Never. Jimbo as the voiceover was a choice, but let's be honest, of the three girls in that team, Jimbo was the only one who could do a voiceover that was actually believable. I think using the pit crew was smart. It was a good choice because they had a little more to play with. But let's be honest. Candy played Candy. Jessica played Jessica. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It worked. Exactly. Jessica is incredible. Candy's going to do candy. And Jimbo is iconic, honestly. All of Jimbo's uh, runway voiceovers, absolutely Mm -hmm. hysterical. Incredible. Jimbo, as the nerd, was so good. Uh, Jimbo was just that good at performing. Yeah. Also, as friend of the pod, OG Fag said, Jimbo looks like Antonina Nutshell from Drag Race Savaria. (laughs) <laughs> friends if you know the reference you'll see it um which of these girls were you in high school well my sophomore year of high school I had to get braces a second time because I didn't wear my retainers um and I was covered in acne and I had glasses on because I remember my sophomore year picture day. I had two eye infections. Oh, God. And so I had acne, eye infections, and glasses, and like this long stringy hair. So, you know, it was one of those phases where, you know, we're all 15. We're all 16. So it's like, (laughs) um, again, the bullies, high school bullies can never escape them. Real life bullies, work bullies, Republican bullies, all Republicans mm-hmm. are bullies. Um, it's yeah. true. But what worked about you know, this concept, yeah, what worked about this concept was it was simple to the point. We got what they were selling. Jimbo was the star of the scene as she got to do the most and play up the character. And that lip sync, lip sick moment was definitely a nod to her season one appearance on Candace Drag Race when she did the big lip sick moment. Uh, they were great. This was great. I'd watch. It's my special day. Um, did I buy um, that t-shirt just so I could wear it on my birthday and then get ghosted the day uh, after my birthday? Yes, I did. 
Listen. Twinks can't trust him. You can't trust him as far as you can throw him. Listen. Um, at least it's better than my last two birthdays. COVID on my 30th birthday. And uh, I was trapped on a ship on my 31st birthday. No fun. No fun. It's only next year, 32. We're going to make sure you have an incredible birthday. 32 and not having the flu. There it is. It's going to be a great birthday. All right. Finally, we got run queen run. Heidi was the smart person to have as a voiceover because she is so colorful in her voice. Um, I think the writing of this was so well done for what the concept was. It was not as clear as the previous group, but they had their moments. They did. Um, Kahana was very beautiful Mm -hmm. and did that. And uh, Heidi and Lala were hilarious. Obviously the drawing on the thing. Uh Uh-huh. Stacey Lane, yeah. Monica Beverly Beverly Hills Boulevard. I think Heidi and Lala having fun made it work. Punchinella, Snatcherella were dumb names I live in. Um, Kahana did have a hard part playing the straight person in the scene. I think at the end of the day, she's just not an actress and that's okay. She knows it. It's not her wheelhouse. Exactly. But she did, but there's so many people who are on TV who are not actresses. Exactly. They're like, exactly. So don't call out Maude Apatow like that. I don't even know her. <laughs> um, again, you re- said it, the references to Stacey Lane and Monica at Beverly Hills Boulevard. Very, very funny. It's almost like they've been to DragCon before. <laughs> um, yeah. I do want to point out one voiceover line. Can these two idiots outmaneuver the delicatessen that is Honeysickle? So now she's a deli? Delicatessen? She's a delicatessen. She's that deli on 181. Listen, uh-huh. they know what's up. The stars of the scene were Heidi and Lala. Um, what they did was so fun. We love stupid shit. And that's why they did what they did. They know what works on Drag Race. And they, they're memes. Those faces are memes. They literally mm-hmm. put on fa- makeup to look like a meme. So there it is. great job. All right. Let's move to the runway. Category is Ask yes. the World Turns. In honor of the runway, we are going to play astounding or ass if perfect all right james mansfield look by pedro nathan luna here by james i don't know if this fits the brief as the focus is not necessarily the ass maybe she was trying to play off of um Aztec. i think the look is very weak for james it feels very costumey despite it being authentic this may be circumstance where this is so out of the box for james and that's why it didn't work the feathers looked a little bit cheap. She has not cinched. Um, she's been cinched better than this. For me, it wasn't great. What did you think? I mean, the headdress was not my favorite. Again, I love James and I love this kind of James 2.0, whatever. Um, I think James's body looked great. I loved like the way I just re- I just loved the it literally looks so good in terms of her body i think i like her body like this i know she's been cinched more but i think she's like i just think that the costume itself was cute um the headdress was a little like uh, i don't know um but again she was paying homage to her mexican heritage and she seems like she's not really used to doing that or she or that was sort of something she wanted to go into this season 
doing because yes. she did the runway look and which I love and it I think it was great I did toot it just because I was like I like the way her body looks but the headdress was a little that's fair like it was it either needs to be Vegas or it either needs to be like something different. I agree Michelle says that her favorite thing she did was Marilyn with the ooh, as it was so silly and it's what she does. The issue for her is she really didn't laugh. She says that everyone in her group was so professional and so good and got the job done. Funny? Not really. She says the look is fine and she took the ass thing all the way. Tia says when she hit the corner with the outfit, she said ass astounding. Maude says she looks exactly. gorgeous. She went all the way with the ass and it's amazing. Rue will ask Whose couch did she take that ass from? And James says it was her grandmother's couch. She left it to her in the will. Um, I'm going to go ass if. Ass if. Yeah, I can see that. I'll go astounding. Because I did like it more than I disliked it. The audience could not make up their mind. 50% astounding, 50% ass if. Mix, mix, mix. Darian Lake, look by the drag shop, hair by Darian. This is not the Darian I expected, but I'm so glad she showcased it. Again, not sure if the ass is the focus, but she looks great. Love this bronze paired with the ginger hair. It's wild that normally I would say that this is a walk around look for almost any other queen, but for Darian, this is a moment. I'm just very mixed where to place it because I wanted her to go camp for this category. Yeah, I think everyone wanted her to go camp and Darian probably would have gone camp, but I think Darian and the amazing transformation um, that she has gone through. I think that this is a good look for her. Um, it does kind of look like it it's wearing her, but I don't know if that's my problem because I'm not used to right. seeing Darian in something like this, but I do think she looks great. The color is amazing and the hair is amazing, but Again, the titties are just a little... Darian always has those great titties. Yeah. And so I don't think that this is something that she would have worn because if she were to have worn it, it would have been fit I agree. correctly. Maude says that she really stood out in the challenge and thought she was super funny and had great moments. T.S. had a great moment was the Obama line, but she did want to laugh a lot more because she knows she can make her laugh a lot. Michelle exactly. says this is one of the most beautiful looks she's ever seen on her. She says Darian Lake is wearing leg garters. That what world are we living in? And Rue says that bronze with the red copper hair is fabulous. I will give this a very soft astounding. Yeah, definitely soft. She's serving soft serve today. The audience, 64% astounding, 30%, 36% as if. Michelle, Alexis Michelle, look by Florence Delee, hair by Marcos Wiggs, flowers and crown by Kristen Griffin Vanderyacht. So we see this stunning bridal gown. It's elegant. It's classic. And then she turns and there's the ass. I would pay money for an actual bride to do this reveal on her wedding day. That being said, this was a great way to be beautiful and campy at the same time. Her ass is real. Her real ass. So congrats on that. This was a smart move for Alexis because it does show she is a player, but she is also there to have fun. Exactly. And I think that people think Michelle is can be very serious but that's a lot of the queens are and i did like this look um it's very beautiful the dress is beautiful mm -hmm. um i just think that it like it it needs like another like a little bit more camp like 
I need, I just need it to be pulled off a little better. The execution of. Maude says it's her favorite look of the night, calling it gorgeous. Tia says she loves the way she conceptualized everything on the dress and how the veil is right above the ass as she was ass out. Rue says they chose to do the lost thing, which is already in itself very confusing. She calls the sketch pleasant. It wasn't the laugh riot she was, no, she can deliver. Alexis will go into truth mode, Alexis. Some people are calling her a villain, but let's discuss. She will apologize because she did not come up with the concept. TS will ask who did and ultimately says it was Darian's idea. Peep Jimbo honking the horn because Alexis just shoved Darian under the bus. TS will ask why didn't she take the initiative to be assertive as they are a group. Alexis says she froze a little and that's why she is very sorry and disappointed in herself. Now, Rue will ask Darian if she has a rebuttal on her concept. She says that everything has been done, whether it's a Heather spoof. She wanted to do a thriller, and she feels like she is the only one defending it. She says she feels good about it, and Rue will say that she thought the concept didn't live up to what her potential was. Do you sign off that this was a villain moment for Alexis, or is she just being honest and playing the game? I, hold on, hold on. I'm poor. I keep losing power in my my AirPods. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, hold on. Um, so I'm not gonna say that this was a villain moment. Yeah. But um, there are certain people who take the initiative to blame someone else for something they're a part of um that if you're a group you do have to be responsible as a group because it's you know it's the three of it's the group who wins or loses or is successful or unsuccessful right so when she said i'm so sorry you didn't like it was her idea <laughs> you know what i mean it was just a little like I am so sorry. Darian had no idea what she was thinking. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I I do think that in a way she was saying, well, it's been two people in the bottom two. I think the other two were worse than me. So let me try to save myself if that's a possibility. Not realizing, oh, I look like an asshole up here and people might now hold that against me. Right. And like people have framed so, and by people, I mean fans, have framed so many other drag race girls as villains. And I'm still struggling to see how people have villainized someone like Britta Filter. Because if you're in New York, she is like the mother mm-hmm. of at least half of Hell's Kitchen. I mean, I've said it on the podcast before. And the reason why she got that edit is because she had to take the burden for two people. Exactly. And listen, this is more of a villainous act than, but again, Alexis Michelle is not a villain. She is no, not a villainous not. person, but the edit, they do make the edit like that. And I think maybe, maybe I'm a little biased here, but I think it's not a villainous move simply because of the nature of the game. It is a game about saving yourself. And she true. was in the way trying to save herself. True. Exactly. And, and, Yes, I agree. 
but I don't think that I don't think that they were kind of there's always that thing where you don't have to reveal like right the inside information and the group being the inside so they could have just been like oh well you know we struggled but then they kind of were like nope it was her yeah um her look though astounding for me astounding yes audience 83 percent astounding 17 percent as if next up is candy muse look by venus and violet latex uh she says she's an anime sex doll which is great this is a departure for candy but when you have an inflatable breast moment and an inflatable hair moment and then there's the inflatable ass moment again is it the focus this was a very risky move and i will give credit where credit is due she made the ass something more than a look with a regular butt I will say that the latex dress was riding up and wrinkling. I wish the pants or stockings or whatever those chaps, whatever those were, were chaps. So it could have tied into the ass theme. Um, But the colors were pleasant. Oh my God, pretty, pretty. This is George. Hi, Hi George. George. Oh my God, we love cameos on the pod. So cute. Um, Yeah, when I first, I like saw the a few of the photos before I watched Drag Race because if it's not on life, then I don't really feel the need to watch it immediately, even That's though fair. people be watching it and spoiling spoiling things at, you know, 11 a.m. the day that it comes out. Right. Even people in the franchise, like Candy Muse is posting something at like 12 noon, lunchtime. And I was like, girl, it's Friday. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I did see this. And from the, the it was just this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was just that photo and I was like oh my god I, I love like the front facing of it but then when she turned around I was like I don't know I get I, it but I'm just like it's so complicated that I just don't know about it Tia says she embodied her character giving her mean girl jawbreaker Tiffany Maud says that she is effortlessly funny all the time and her character was really strong and made her laugh Rue says that they did what they did was really smart as they knew the concept that's mean girls meets Carrie meets scream queens then they got to play and be herself and that's funny she wants to see more of that michelle says the look is very futuristic anime but it's different for her and she likes that i'll give it a soft astounding yeah it was a soft astounding because it you know it's inflated Mm -hmm. oh i don't even know like how did she do that? She like bring a pump? Like, yeah, I, mean? I think so. Um, for those who watched Drag Race Canada 3, Bombay had to bring a pump for her inflatable balloon look for her helium oh, work. I've got to catch up on Canada 3. The audience on this one 52% astounding, 48% ass if. Jessica Wilde look by Jeffrey Kelly. First off, she looks stunning. The black hair is right. I think the look is very sexy and perfect for her persona. Having the lips on the butt cheek did save her as the focus did move to the butt. I just think I wanted more. This was another place to play around in the campy world. Something was missing for me. That all being said, what is photographed looks a million times better than what was shown on the runway. The color of this is striking. The lights fucked it up big time because it looks white on the runway. It's not. It's like this really beautiful iridescent. Yeah, that's right. It's so pretty. Yeah. I mean, Jessica Wilde is beautiful, beautiful. But the kiss on the butt, it just needs to be bigger. I mean, girl, Mm -hmm. girl. It's drag. (laughs) Michelle Visage. You have to be 
at least Michelle Visage drag, at least, because mm-hmm. she's not competing. Yeah. <laughs> she's got to remember that. Rue says she's a bombshell. Michelle says she was extremely crass and they were extremely filthy. She also had to redirect her from quite a few things, but she said it ended up working and she was so good. She says that they can breathe a little bit of life into her skin as it looks flat, so maybe blush or highlight her just to bring it up a little. And Jessica jokes that after candy, she's scared to wear blush. Maude says she is so funny and it never feels forced and it was so fun to watch. Uh, Who let this girl on set? I give better critiques than her. Um, T.S. says she could sit back and listen to her read the dictionary and she would die laughing all day. Jessica, I will give you astounding. Astounding. Audience, 74% astounding, 26% ask if. Jimbo. Look by Alice Victoria Creative. Print by Nefa Falro. Hair by Wigs by Onion. Jewels by Amped Accessories. Our dear friends. Uh, So what I said about candy applies here. But get it but uh jimbo did hit the main stage and showed her ass so the image was there the second she got on the stage i think in any situation other than this it's a cat suit because it's focused on this giant ass aka your boobs on her butt it is elevated love the color story it's got that heat level and infrared idea on her body the hair is fun and youthful the fuchsia dip is so hot this stays on brand for Jimbo, despite it being one of her actually safer looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's always going to have that like extra thing. Like Jimbo's never going to deliver something that's doesn't have a a gag to it. Exactly. Um, which I'm not saying everything needs to have that, but when it does, it's very entertaining. And Jimbo's ass titties are great. Mm-hmm. I, I'm yeah, I loved it. T.S. says the outfit, stop watching her online. She says she puts on the bodysuit and turned around. She thought she was watching herself walk down the runway. Rue will ask about her butt. Are they titties she put on her ass? Yes, it's a titty butt. What is it filled with? Well, it's filled with cotton because of the size. What is it usually filled with, T.S. asks? Dicks, of course. Oh. What a filthy episode. I mean, probably come as well. Uh, Michelle says that her character development of Muffy was so over the top dragoony that she could watch her be that character for hours. She felt bad for Muffy and said she wanted her to get revenge on her bullies and the revenge she got. Maud says that being that committed is so hard and she did such a great job the entire time. You just told an actor that it's hard to be committed. Come on, girl. Uh, Rue says she is so smart and clever and funny. She says the three of them together was a show she wants to see. So if it comes on Wild Presents Plus in the future, don't be shocked. No way. Uh, This is astounding. Astounding, yes. Audience, 79% astounding, 21% ask if. Yes. Heidi in Closet. Look by Angel Alaya. Um, I think this was a moment to applaud her for playing around with the word ass. She did something no one else did. She came out as a donkey. AKA I love that. Ass. She played into the stripper Eeyore thing and I can never unsee it. It was a bit on the simple side, but I have to call out the makeup as it does not match the velvet. It's just a thing to note. The face was much grayer than the purple bodysuit. Um, I like the reference. I like the camp. I wish the execution was stronger. I know the execution was probably... Like a B plus mm-hmm. or an or an A minus because I don't want to give her a B because I did love this and uh, I'm not really an Eeyore but I have my moments 
But Winnie the Pooh is just like, that's what I grew up on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then like, this is Eeyore. Feel old yet? Like that meme. Of, <laughs> yep. And I'm like, I loved it. I, I think it was really funny. I do too. I'm going to give it astounding. Astounding. Audience, 62% astounding, 38% as if. Gahana Montrese look by Venus and Velvet Latex, hair by G.L. Waltim. I'm obsessed with this, and anyone who doesn't like it is just a hater. She's wearing this mint latex doctor look with that giant syringe. She looks fashion. We see the camp, and she paid for that ass, so she is putting it on full display. This is what I wanted from Kahana, and I think it is exceptional. Yes, I do like this look for Kahana. I don't love it, but this is great for Kahana. And I think Kahana does that big Vegas drag obviously she has the money from it now but it's uh, other queens have said you know you see a nurse costume on the runway and you're like is it from halloween express but not saying that that's bad but i do like it it is astounding i agree it's astounding but i think she is more astounding in it than the actual costume itself especially I with the, i will say the matching boots that is great and the She's hair very good matching even Absolutely. last week with the uh design challenge look everything matched i don't know how she was able to get the hair and the boots to match the look but Absolutely. she's good at it she, um, she does think of everything so she's she a very does. detail-oriented queen um audience 80 percent astounding 20 percent asif Lala Ree, look by Quentin Bur- Barton and Anthony Ray, hair by Jimmy Therapy Duggins, nails by Suddenly Sweet Nails. Okay, so the suit itself looks bad. Like, it's not constructed well at all. I will give her credit for the reveal, paying homage to that meme of the man in the suit and then in the mirror and seeing mm-hmm. his naughty side. Um, I just don't think it was executed well. It makes the entire outfit look cheap. And um, sorry, girl, the shades do not match. But at least the mug is right. Oh, my God, the mug. The mug. She, I was mugged. She, her mm-hmm. face stole money from me. Yeah. But the outfit, it's, it just like fell short. I agree. I, I don't know. Ask it, it for me. Something different. It, it needed to be different. I agree. But the mug, I mean, the mug. The mug is great. She can make the mug and the, she was saved by that. Were you going astounding or asif? As I did write, boo. Okay. Um, I think that was the only one I did write, boo. Or me too. Um, audience hated it. The audience hated it. Eighteen percent astounding. Eighty-two percent asif. They hated it. They hated it. Um. The fame games are among us, and therefore, let's discuss our eliminated queens. First off is Monica Beverly Hills, look in jewels by Marique Jensen, hair by Persephone B. Diamond. I think this was a really smart idea, but the styling had me a bit confused. I love this flapper-inspired dress that does barely showcase the booty in the back. Would yeah. have loved to see that ass complete cutout. Um, green is a really pretty color, but she's missing things to amplify the look. I need a necklace. Call my friends at Amps Accessories. He'll bling you out. The white hair really didn't add to it. I think this could have been pulled together with a flapper wig. Wink, wink. Um, the teardrops, why? Um, but I do like the garment. 
Yeah, she looked beautiful. I mean, this is Monica Beverly Hills and that body looks great. I mean, that yeah, it she looks beautiful. Um I think it was good. I, I would give it astounding. I give it astounding as well. The audience very mixed, 51% astounding, 49% ask if. Nisha Lopez, no designers listed because she's not posting anything, but I was like, Ariana DeBose, that you? It really she looks look like her. incredible. Again, like Alexis, look she, she looks sexy and elegant, but the reveal highlights the theme. I think the peekaboo moment is so enticing. I know she could have given you that whole damn cake, but there is something about teasing it that makes this look even better. I agree. Um, remember what I said about Monica's wig? This is the wig she needed here. A oh, plus. Yeah. yeah. Best look Nisha has given us all season. I agree. Astounding. I would even say what's more than astounding. I don't know. Astounding. Um, astounding. Um, she was astounding. Would you wear this? I I would. I do love this. Um, I would want it to rip into like pants somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be more of the tie androgyny. It looks like yeah, a dress, yeah. but it's pants. Um, but. I don't got long enough legs for that. We need Gaga shoes. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, this was great. Astounding for me. And yes, astounding for me. Audience, 81% astounding, 19% as if. And Mrs. Ever- Kasha Davis, look by Maya Douglas, hair by BB Galani, jewels by Amps Accessories. This one hurts me because I love her, but this was just not the right category for mm-hmm. her. I think what she shows us is typical Kasha, though in her gray hair, it was a bit alarming. When we get the reveal to the butt, I'm sorry, it's floppy. The shade is off. It just looks so bad. It's just um, it the, the garment didn't do anything for her. No, and she could have, you know, there's a way to do this at camp, camped up. Um, but this just wasn't it for me. As if, as if. Sorry, girl. Audience, thirty percent astounding. Seventy percent as if. Now, Rue has decided that the teams worked as teams and therefore they shall be judged as teams lala heidi and kahana are safe leaving darian alexis james jimbo candy and jessica as the tops and bottoms do you agree because i guess i do i mean if we're going by teams yeah it has to go this way mm-hmm. yep she the um kahana lala heidi. heidi team safe and then the other two top bottom yep we will learn that the winner of the week is jimbo candy and jessica are safe meaning Alexis James and Darian are the first bottom three of the season. Do you agree with Jimbo's win? Yeah, one. I agree. Winner, 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 chicken dinner. Now the queens have voted. The costume has changed. It's time for lip sync, baby. And Jimbo was giving Beetlejuice for a Halloween gig drag. She was. She was like... <laughs> yeah. The lip sync assassin is in place. Now the guesses from our um, peanut gallery are like, it's a tiny person. So we're going to get Ginger Minge to Angina to Jiggly. Hell, we even got someone say Sheila E. But alas, the queen first for, is from season one and season one of All Stars. It's Las Vegas' own Chanel. Now, I just got to ask this question. I've seen Chanel. She is not the same figure as Ginger Minge, Angina, and Jiggly. Where are these people getting this? Or they just say names. They were just saying names. And I was like, anyone is too tall to be Ginger. Ginger's and the shortest person ever to compete. She, she is. But, well, I mean, listen, we got Georges and Jack, so. 
I know they're so small. Jack's so tiny. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I think it, it was made like no the sense costume, to me. The costume might have looked strange with the behind the thing. Yeah, but yeah, maybe she was standing away from the light, so maybe that's why she looked smaller. Yeah, I don't know. Um, remember that time she stole money at brunch? Good times, good times. Listen, did you hear about that story? No. Oh yeah, apparently Chanel like took a lady's bag and stole like seven hundred dollars cash or something because she wasn't tipping or something. Listen, uh, queens who take the money from you versus take the money you're giving them, it's very different. There needs it's to, very different. Like when they give it to you, you can take it, but you can't just take it. Exactly. We're not now thieves. the song. The song is "Bad Reputation" by Joan Jett. What a brilliant song! This is such a great drag number. Yeah. We had so much fire and fun in this performance. Jimbo probably did the best here compared to any lip sync she's done before, but this was just in Chanel's wheelhouse. She is a pro. She can perform. Um, also, that clap moment was totally like get the crowd to clap at brunch. Like she knows what she was doing. Oh, for sure. Um, I literally saw her do that kind of thing in 2019 when I saw her in Las Vegas doing brunch. Oh my God, where? Um, fun story. I got to interview another one of her sisters at that brunch which was kahana and it was prior to season 11 so it was before she officially got announced but dear friend of the podcast honey davenport set us up for that interview it was a lot of fun um so i, I knew kahana before she officially became a rue girl work i i did i want to did i watch season 11 you had to have evie Evie and Vanjie and Brooklyn and yeah, when was yeah. I don't know. Bahana was on. It was the second limited, third limited, second limited. Okay, yeah. that's why. <laughs> um, the jacket revealed to the fringe moment. Chanel had it sealed. It was over. This was such a fun, cool. great comeback for her, and I hope the fans of the show who may not be as familiar with her fell in love with her, even if she did lose some nails. Right, but Chanel is still. So now number one, like. Mm-hmm. Rue has decided that the winner is Chanel. Jimbo has lost yet another lip sync. Um, will she ever win a lip sync? I mean, if she's in the finals, I'm a little nervous if it's a lip sync. To win yeah, the I know. That That is something to think about. Everyone's always like, I mean, even me, I'm like, Jimbo, Jimbo. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think there's one person she could definitely be in the lip sync and her name is Candy Muse, but. Right. Oops, that's an inside thought. All right. uh, it's time to find out who the queens have voted for. It is time to give the chop finally to Darian Lake. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. Yeah, unfortunately. All right, let's go through the highs and lows of Untucked. Uh, Kahana, Lala, Heidi are safe. They are going to run queen run because they ain't getting eliminated. Kahana now is going to be asked how many CCs she has in her ass. And she says, no, it's how many ZZs. We all do things to make our lives better. And this clearly has helped her. Liza with a ZZ. There we go. The melanated moment has survived because they had fun. And Lala notes that this is their second time working together as a trio. And they just have a beautiful natural thing that Heidi calls ghetto fabulous. Um, again, like as we said earlier, the fate decided, but how crazy is it that they got to work as a trio again for the second time?
Gahana had anxiety about this, but they oh, guessed sorry, her. My up. mic wasn't on. There you go. And gave her the confidence to be the best energy, even though she was not the best actress. Heidi will acknowledge her moment the previous week, but says it feels good to be safe. It was flusteration because that is now a word. Flusteration. It should be because that describes waking up in New York. <laughs> Literally. That'll cost you $80. Literally. Um, Kahana says Heidi going through it proves that even the girl you think is the strongest can have a weakness, and that's human, bitch. Who do they think are the tops and bottoms? Well, Heidi thinks the schoolgirls are the top, and the Get Off Island girls are completely in the bottom. It was too many long sections of no laughs. Kahana will realize the title of their show and say that one of them is about to get off for sure. <laughs> we love puns. Lala will note that this would make Darian's third time in the bottom in four episodes, so maybe it is time. But Heidi says it depends on the fight, which I thought was interesting that she would even consider saving Darian in this moment. But they will all call her a legend and icon. Alas, stats are stats. The tops and bottoms return, and Candy is ready to spill some tea. Jimbo is congratulated on her win as she is the front runner with two wins. Jimbo has three lipsticks to pick from as Darian, James, and Alexis are on the bottom as they just were not funny enough. So Alexis will say to the group that she should have followed her gut and tell the girls it wasn't going to be it. Now, James thinks it was out of left field to put blame on them as she thinks they all underperformed and can't understand why she can't un up to it. Darian tells her that she had, had she come in and said, maybe we do something else. Darian would have gotten on board, but alas, no ideas from Alexis. So they were stuck on get off Island. Right. Darian will rant and rave that she should have acted like a team and all defend themselves and each other. Okay. Hannah will say that they have to stay a unit and they have to take the fall to which Alexis will say that she hopes it didn't feel like she was throwing her under the bus. And Darian says it wasn't like that. It felt like Alexis was stepping back and allowing Darian to stand in front of the bus. Right. Literally. It's basically the same thing. It's true. Yeah. So Alexa says she's speaking the truth and says her group knew it and she told them. She says when you land at the bottom in a group challenge, you're not going down with the ship. Which is exactly what happened because their ship sunk on their show. Right. They did not get off. No. Uh, Now, if you're sitting in the room, is this perhaps cause to eliminate Alexis as this is not the person you'd want to work with in a group challenge in the future? Wouldn't say cause to eliminate but it's something to think about. Absolutely. All right. First up, James will chat with Jimbo. She says that usually when she's in peril, she's in consent of that. Uh, listen, this bitch is going very hard into being a sub. Good for her. James will tell Jimbo that she has had a good showing. And if she's kept, she'll continue to have a good showing. She wants it so bad as she went home first on her season. Jimbo says she's a fan of her fun campiness. James says she adores her and they have a lot in common. They just haven't had a chance to work with each other yet. Jimbo says James is a great performer and a lot of fun and has a lot of similarities in their drag, but believes that James has a guard up. Jimbo says that this game is a competition, but also about building friendships should you land at the bottom. Do you believe that James has a guard up and what could it be from? Um, Yeah, I do think, but I don't really know why. I think it's just because she hasn't been on drag race i agree like that's the only reason right exactly it's almost like she hasn't done drag race before because what are you supposed to do when you're voted off first you know exactly 
Darian's pitch to the group is while her track record is not the best, she poses why go by track record. Make a decision for what you want to do with your game and what you think is best. She says they know who they want to get rid of. So Alexis will come in and say stumbling once should there should be a little bit of an extra grace. She doesn't want there to be confusion about teamwork based on what happened on the main stage as she knows they know how she believes in the competition as she is there for her sisters as well as herself. Cue Heidi's getting really, really big eyes. Uh, she is the queen of reaction. She was not buying any of this. Right, exactly. Alexis joins Jimbo, who tells her that this is rough as she does has done well so far and hopes Jimbo can see that this is a stumble and the first one she's had. Jimbo will ask her what to do. Alexis will say she could go a couple of ways. She tells her that Darian was the most responsible for the content and James has been killing it and shining, but felt she was the furthest back in performance. Alexis threw her sisters under the bus. Would you throw your teammates under the bus to save your stance in the competition? I don't think so. I don't, I wouldn't either. I couldn't I don't do think it. so. Just because I'm like, we're, we're all, we're all responsible. Dare you say we're all this together? Dare I say we're all in this together. Jimbo understands, but also says that she might dock off some points for her behavior because she says if you're with your team, you need to defend your team. Teamwork makes the dream work. James will tell the group that if they pick her lipstick, she will shit in their stations. And she has a great track record as this is her only bottom. She wants this and she wants to go further. She has come a long way. But Candy knows that they are about to crush someone's dream and tells them if they break her dream, they she will break their faces. That's, That's the Bronx for you. The Bronx. Finally, time for Darian to meet with Jimbo as they have done this once before. Darian feels like she's fucked, but will give it her best shot by telling Jimbo that keeping her would be good for her game. She thinks she should get rid of the person who has been given too many le- too much leeway or there's too much animosity or invading her closet space. She remem- reminds her that this is an individual game and would have a 100% loyalty to her. Says Darian is doing an incredible job as she knows how to play this game. She says she could sell a fish to a fisherman. She could. All right. It's time to see our lipstick assassin. Chanel pops out of the car. So many years it's taken her to get back. Um, we're going to watch her get ready and pack as she's reminding the kids that she was the very first queen to walk on set, which I did not remember, but um, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. She says with Drag Race, you can't assume anything. And She's a little more nervous as she was a lot younger and feels like the dra- grandma doing drag with the kids. And then there's Maud. Maud Apatow comes backstage straight from the halls of Euphoria, but also, friends, if you've seen... Apparently she was very good in Little Shop of Horrors recently. Oh, yeah. That's right. Do you, do you know name. what she d- just debuted last night? What? She made her West End debut in Cabaret. Oh, yeah. She's doing Cabaret. Wow. Okay, um, see, that's where I know her from is the Broadway stuff, not, yeah. she's doing the cabaret with um, Mason, who yes, I is. went to college with Mason. Really? Yeah. We did like, we did like projects and classes together. Mason's I got to see Mason perform for the first time when they did um, a taboo show with Mimi on yeah. first. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Mason, I mean, the smartest person in the room. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first, the girls want to know what her shoe size is, and we learn it is a 9.5. Great, nine and a half. 
She says she is a big fan and was nervous walking in straight to the runway walk. She keeps fangirling and says this is the peak of her career. And she tells them they are fearless and inspiring seeing him in real life. They apologize that the first introduction to her was them showing their ass. Now, Alexis will ask Maude, because she's a Nepo baby actor, if she has any advice for them as actors. And Maude says she needs advice from them more. And she is intimidated, immediately swept away because Maude was one of the worst appearances on the show. What a shame. She's very sweet. Um, do you know who her parents are? The Apatows. Yeah, Judd Apatow and Leslie Mann. I don't know who they are. Uh, Judd Apatow, 40-Year-Old Virgin, and all those movies. Um, oh, Leslie Mann right, is the right, blonde right. lady in all those movies. Oh. Nepo baby. Makes sense, though. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to revisit Lip Sync and Darian's elimination. And Darian feels like it was a safe decision to eliminate her, but perhaps it was strategic. She seems a bit better, but gets it. Now, back in the workroom, she says she got her ass handed to her time to pack up she is disappointed going home as you have expectations she says it was great to show the things she has improved on she won the lottery of getting on rupaul's drag race twice and that's it that's our episode i got some burning questions are you ready yes what is darian's legacy um the chris cool waters of darian lake um everyone's always going to know who darian lake is so I don't think this is the last of her. No, I think this was the right time for her to come back because she was in a place where she was ready to come back. She showed a new version exactly. of herself and that was amazing to see. And a All lot right. of people who come back to All-Stars are not in a place to exactly. come back, but they just have to. Who won the week? Who was the winner of the episode? Not necessarily the winner of the challenge. If it could be the winner of the challenge, who won the week? Um... Mod, mod, yeah. Uh, no, Jimbo is the winner. Jimbo proved that, yeah, Jimbo Jimbo's, is just Jimbo's so the winner. Good. That was in Jimbo continues to be the winner, but Jimbo hasn't like won money from Drag Race yeah. yet, not like a lot. No, all right. Next week, it is the snatch game of love. Oh my God, Who would wait. you do for a snatch game of love, and what are you looking for in a man? Oh, my goodness. Um, who would I do? Um, uh, um, is it Donna McKechnie oh and you God. just did uh, music in the mirror in the middle of the uh, game? I mean, it's not, not that, um, <laughs> but I just love Donna McKechnie's kind of aloofness, mm-hmm. um, not in real life, but how I think she would be. Yeah. Um, and what I want, um, ooh, honesty. Honesty, that's a good one. I like honesty is yeah. important. Yeah. After four episodes, the winner of the season is Jessica Wilde. Ooh, okay, okay. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I just. I could see that happening. I, I'm leaning toward Jimbo simply because she's definitely getting right. a good edit here. But I'm telling I you, really she, think she's in the bottom. She's gone. Too. Yeah. But but if she's going to lip sync against Jessica, perhaps, oh, then, she, yeah, she's going home. So mm-hmm. I don't really know. It's going to be interesting. 
Yeah. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Oh my goodness. Um, projects are always in the works. And you can find me on Instagram at it's Willamania and Venmo at just Willamania. Wait, I think. Yes. There it is. Um, and the that very last clip of the episode, when you see the next lip sync assassin, something makes me want to pucker a little bit. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm excited. Well, you are fabulous. Thank you for being here and making this show fabulous. Thank you for having me. A huge thanks to Willow for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. <laughs>